Hello, you're listening to the Bonded Books Podcast, where we discuss books, fight over book boyfriends, and the lack of filter is a family trait. If you're lucky, you might even hear one of our dogs barking in the background. Because hey, if we have to deal with them, then so do you. We hope to dazzle you with our discussion while not being hurtful to the authors we feature. Success not guaranteed. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Well, hello. Good morning. Hi. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? I'm okay. I'm awake. I'm here. Yes. Good. Good. My day started out interesting, though. My dogs woke me up at like 6.15. I swear they hate me. And I didn't put my glasses on. And I just started walking out to open the slider and let them out. And I see this thing of thread on the ground. So I bend over to touch it, pick it up, and I realize, oh, it's not thread, it's poop. Oh God, gross. Yeah, I hadn't put my glasses on, I hadn't washed my face, I hadn't had any coffee, and it's the first thing I had to deal with. That's awesome. <laughs> it's great to be me. That's just one of the many things that happened. I put the knife the wrong way in the bowl and threw my hand on it because I'm an idiot. Oh geez. It's really hard to be me. And of course, today's garbage day again. So the dogs are going to lose their mind. My neighbor spent all day yesterday and has started again today, busting out stone along the fence line because we're getting a new fence. So we're going to hear that. Hopefully not in the background, but we might. Last night after listening to that all day, his son was playing his bass driven music. I'm going to have to go over and talk to him when I'm I'm not looking forward to it. Yeah, it would be one thing if it was once in a while, but it sounds like he does it every day. He does it every day. He does it every day. So yeah, so I'm I'm like sitting there trying to sleep and it's the same morotic beat over and over and over. It's not like it's music that's ongoing and playing. And don't get me wrong, I freaking love music. I grew up with music. I listen to music all the time, but oh, that mind-numbing beat is too much. Mm-hmm. I yeah, see it sounds you went, pretty horrible. I saw you went to the beach yesterday. We did. It was hot AF outside, so we went to the beach. Yeah, um, we I, I want to go to the beach when it's hot AF outside. I was dying <laughs> yesterday. Yeah, it was pretty miserable. We lasted for a couple hours and then we ended up leaving because it was a little too hot. And oh, wow. Every and we had the day before been at a soccer game. Oh, right. And there's absolutely no shade at the soccer game. So I had gotten a lot of sun the day before. Oh, no. Yesterday was a lot of sun at the beach and I'm like, I'm good. Like (laughs) we did like maybe three hours maximum and left and came home. Did your attic fan help your whole house fan? I mean, the whole house fan helps at night or in the evening, but you can't run that during the day. So, well, I feel like all the heat really comes into my house at night. I don't know if Mm. it's because of the pitch ceiling. It's misery. So I don't know what happened in my house last night. We never turned the whole house fan on because it didn't get... (laughs) I don't know what time it cooled down. Honestly, I think I laid down at 7 o'clock last night and passed the F out. I was so tired. Did it cool down last night? It didn't feel like it to me. 
So it did, but in my house, I woke up this morning and my heater was set. I don't know who was messing with the thermostat last night, but the heater was set to like 72 degrees in the house. I'm like, thank God the house never cooled off enough to kick that fucking thing on because I don't need to run the heater yeah. in June. Thank you very little. Yeah, yeah I would, I, I'm sure it was your children because I'm sure Jeff knows how to operate that thing. And I would tell them you're not allowed to touch that thing. I don't think it was them because we have a code on it. So you can't change it without then putting in the code because we don't want them messing with it. So it was the cat. How would the cat do it? Well, I don't know. Your cat's pretty sneaky. (laughs) What was Jeff thinking then? I don't know. I didn't ask anybody about it today. I just fixed it this morning when I put the air conditioner on. Oh my God. Because the house was like 74 degrees when i woke up and that's Uh, not no i can't do that so yeah i went to bed last night it was 77 in my house it was dying well did you have the air conditioner on no i don't want to turn it on because it's too much money everything's too much money gas food electric maybe you should get a whole house fan (sighs) because it definitely helps If you're not going to run the air conditioner. I don't know. Maybe I should move to Canada, live in the snow. I mean, you could always do that, but that seems like a lot of work. (laughs) (laughs) I'd have to pack again. Oh, no. (laughs) I'm not helping with that or flowers, so... (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah, you're horrible. What some children do for their parents is mind blowing. (laughs) You need to be a little more generous. I need to help you pack so you can move to Canada. (laughs) Really? Do you even hear yourself? Well, it might be, you might like it. I don't know. I might like having you in Canada. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Think about the advantages. Okay. All right, so we're going to talk about this book. We better, because this thing is a freaking beast. And there's absolutely no way we're going to get this episode to last an hour unless we start, like, really plowing through this thing. Let's do it. I was built to plow. Oh, geez. Okay, well... (laughs) Actually, I really wasn't, but well, you better start this book. Okay, so this is your favorite person. This is a Ruby Dixon book. Yay, Ruby Dixon! Yay! So the book we're doing is Corsairs Adderon. So this is book number one in the Corsairs series by Ruby Dixon. The book itself is 420 pages, and it is 78 chapters plus an epilogue. So this is going to be a two-parter. <laughs> yes, but the, at least the chapters are really short. Thank God, because I looked at the chapter count. I was like, oh my God, Ruby, what are you doing? The chapters are pretty short, which is, all, yes, it's a good thing. Part one, we're going to do chapters one through 39. Ah, okay. This book is dual POV. Chapter one starts in Adderon's POV. Adderon is a cantina on Vitar, a planet named Vitar, with his brother Casper. They They aren't sitting together though because they are there to cause mischief and they already stand out because they are big blue aliens known as Masakas. Adderon and Casper are supposed to create a diversion in the bar while their other brother Mathyris hacks into the Vitarian system and extracts some important records. While he is waiting, Adderon is approached by some bar girls, and those girls end up telling him that someone named Lord Straik Sarin 
has been around lately and buying weapons for his private army and that he is going to take over a ship. So Adoron is now trying to hightail it out of the bar because that is bad news for him and his brothers. But before he can do that, Casper takes his bar stool and slams it on the head of another bar patron because apparently that's the diversion he decided to cause yes did you mention that they are space pirates uh no i did not not yet well that's the whole gist of this book they're space pirates corsairing is like their term for basically pirating in outer space i guess so all three brothers are now running for their lives and trying to board their ship their ship is called the little sister and although the diversion could have gone better Matthias says he got some of the information they were after turns out the brothers are looking for a ship called the buoyant star after things settled down a little bit adderon thinks about his two sisters zoe and sophie Sophie was left with a friend of his named Jared. He, <laughs> he feels bad because the search that they're on for the buoyant star is taking longer than they expected. And that means that Sophie and Jarek are stuck together for a long time. And then he also thinks about his other sister, Zoe. She is already mated to a crew member of a ship called the Jabberwock. And his name is Centaur. Yes. The guys are barely able to relax before they pass another Corsair ship. And the problem with this particular ship is that it is from something called the home world and they are pretty far away and something called the Slatra system. So seeing a ship from a, the home world is a big red flag for them. Well, thank God you're saying all these names. <laughs> <laughs> because I certainly wouldn't be able to. Oh, we need to mention that Zoe is a human. Mm -hmm. Their little sister's a human that they rescued from some slave ship that they're very protective of and love very much. Yes. So it doesn't take long for them to pass by this other ship when all three brothers end up being held captive on that ship. And that ship is actually Lord Strake's ship. They so spend a lot of time making fun of him. <laughs> um, which I thought was hilarious, but go ahead. He sounds a lot like Darth Vader because he wears <laughs> all black and he everything has a cape. Yes. He loves a cape and all black. So I He's just very picture sure Darth Vader. So the brothers and Lord Strayak eventually come to an agreement that all of them will try to work together to find the buoyant star because it turns out Lord Strayak is also looking for that ship because it was apparently his family's ship and he's been blacklisted from the family and he's trying to do something to kind of get back into the family's good graces. Yes. So the agreement they come to is that they're going to have a 60-40 split over whatever the bounty is on the Buoyant Star. They don't know what it is. Nobody knows what it is because the ship's been missing for years. Mm -hmm. But they all think it's something really good. Lord Strike says that the Buoyant Star was the largest cargo ship of the Varin fleet. So everyone assumes that the missing cargo is going to be amazing, worth a ton of money, probably like silks or something. So a little while after their search for it they do pick up a distress signal and they assume that it was from the buoyant star but they have to go investigate it okay so while they're doing that they think about where they are in the system did you highlight this part about this reference that happened in this chapter what chapter are you in chapter six? Oh yeah go ahead okay so they're talking about the ship and they think it might be haunted because there's like nothing out there 
Mm-hmm. That's so funny. And he says, like, are you sure? Like you said, it was this quadrant, right? But then he's like, look around you. This quadrant is utterly abandoned. You said yourself, the only thing in this particular system is a couple of class C planets. Mm-hmm. Class C means low resources and not eligible for colonization at this time. And the only one that supports life is an ice planet with poison air. Oh, no one's visiting the system at all. It's totally deserted, which is why it makes sense that the buoyant star is out here. Hello, not Hoth. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. We know where you are now. (laughs) So they're apparently not far from not Hoth from Ice Planet Barbarian series. So that was kind of a cute, quick little reference. Yeah, it was. There's a lot of overlapping in this book and you don't know because you haven't read as many of her books as I have but like the lords got a crew that's made up of clones that have red skin and those type of people overlap in the ice home books okay well and the lord is his family member was that guy from bad guy yeah there's a lot of overlapping names Mm -hmm. and things here yeah I only got a couple of the references but you you can tell that this is a book that kind of brings all of it full circle, which is fun for people that are avid Ruby Dixon readers like you. Yes. <laughs> so they're excited about this distress signal that they've picked up, but it turns out that it is dangerously close to an ice belt. So they need to kind of hurry and also be careful. This is scary. This is why I would never travel in space. Space just terrifies me Mm -hmm. it is kind of freaky to think about yeah i wouldn't do it i'd rather stay here and die now we're on chapter seven and this is the first chapter we get from the female main character's point of view and her name is jade Mm -hmm. jade is on a ship with some other women named alice ruth and helen Mm -hmm. so the girls are all excited but also a little bit nervous that their distress signal is being picked up and they want that ship to approach theirs. Turns out that the women are stranded on the buoyant star and any ship that approaches them, (laughs) they end up looting from and then like sending it along their way. Pretty funny, actually. Yeah, they've been alone on that ship for three years. So it's pretty dangerous work for them, but they have very limited supplies and no clue how to work the ship that they're on because, you know, all the ship is with the alien language and they don't know how they were just abandoned there they were captured and left there mm-hmm. because they they're considered cargo yeah they're the cargo on the yeah. ship yes <laughs> so they have their routine down to a pretty good science yeah some they of, do <laughs> yeah some of them play slave girls some of them pretend to be sick some of them hide Mm-hmm. As the other ship is coming near them, Jade and the other girls are like, okay, you put on your slave costume. You fluff your tits up a little bit. Let's go wow some aliens. Like, it's showtime, girls. <laughs> yeah, and I, I have to tell you, there's another thing that you wouldn't know either from home planet. But when they talk about Helen, she's a very different kind of species. And she's completely breathtakingly beautiful. And she looks mostly like a human, but she's got bright red skin and long, silky lavender hair. And she's got pretty iridescent fins on her back, on the backs of her arms and her legs. And she's overwhelmingly beautiful. And they started calling her Helen after Helen of Troy. And if you read, she brings a big dollar 
to the slave market because she's part of a race that doesn't exist. And her sole purpose, and she doesn't know this, is as a pleasure mate. So when she was taken out of the stasis pod, she's totally innocent. She has no life experience. And on Ice Homes, one of the women that shows up on the planet is pregnant. The human woman is pregnant. She's got uh, a couple of these clones taking care of her that have red skin. And when the pregnant human gives birth at the ice home, she gives birth to one of these beautiful red skinned, lavender haired beauties that everyone is instantly in love with. Huh, interesting. So the race is not died out, maybe. Well, or, they're cloning them. and but, So she gave birth to a clone? Is that yeah. what you're saying? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and the whole purpose of these, and the reason they're so valuable is because when male aliens see her, or one of them, they absolutely lose their mind. They are the ultimate of desirable pleasure mates. Okay. All right. Hmm. Go ahead. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So like you said, that's what Helen looks like. Alice is a small-ish, like petite human with blonde hair. Mm-hmm. Ruth has long black hair, pale skin, and long legs. Mm-hmm. And then Jade, I'm assuming she's African because about her <sighs> hair is like a big puff. Like a, he even refers to it as like a nimbulous cloud, I think he yeah. called it one time. So yeah, it sounds she, like she has an afro. Yeah, and, she's African-American. Yeah, she's got golden brown skin and curves for days. So she's very lush. Yeah, she calls herself a plus size. And she's also a little bit older because she's like early 30s. Yeah, everybody thinks of her as a leader and mm-hmm. because she is older. Yeah. She's like the mom. The mom. Yeah, she's like the mom of the group. So now we go back to the boys' point of view. So Casper, Adiron, and Lord Strayik are the ones that end up going onto the buoyant star to investigate and Matthyrus stays behind on Lord Strayik's ship which is named the Darkened Eye. The guys encounter Alice first. As soon as Casper lowers his weapon, Alice like runs and jumps into his arms and starts crying and saying things like, we're saved. She says that she's with two other humans and that Jade is guarding Helen. Oh, with two other people, excuse me. Yes. And Jade is guarding Helen because Helen is sick. Mm -hmm. And the instant that Adderon sees Jade, he's super into her. Oh, yeah. Jade is internally freaking out because the aliens that just boarded are aliens she actually recognizes as the Misakas. Mm -hmm. And she thinks that they're like the ones that brought us on this ship. And the guys do see Helen. She's in like a sick bay pod thing. And they see that she is that very rare species called a Kuraaki, mm-hmm. and they're extremely confused why two humans and one of these aliens would be on this ship as slaves but the girls use the guy's distraction over helen and how beautiful she is and rare to flee the room lock them in yeah and have ruth gas them all and knock them out yeah this <laughs> it's pretty amazing Oh, yeah, it is pretty funny. She thinks that she now she's like looking at them through a window while they're locked (laughs) in the room. And she thinks, I stare through the window and notice that while the others are grabbing at their weapons and looking around in anger, realizing they've been betrayed, uh, shirtless, this is Adderon because he wasn't wearing a shirt, Mm -hmm. is just watching me through the window and grinning like he's proud. (laughs) 
I, I highlighted that too. I thought that was funny. Oh, it's hilarious. Yeah. And he thinks what a magnificent female she is. She set a trap for us and she's, we're stuck. He's a smitten kitten. Oh yeah, he is. (laughs) Yeah, he's not even mad when he starts to pass out. He's just proud of her that she's so clever and that they tricked them all. (laughs) Shahid, on the other hand, is a little nervous and uneasy because it was, so it was the three of those guys plus six other of the clone things that came with them to investigate. So there's actually nine guys trapped in that room. Mm-hmm. So they're waiting for all nine of them to pass out from the gas. She's a little bit nervous. They do finally all pass out and they go back in the room to try to investigate or they try to go back in the room to investigate. But before they get very far, the darkened eye shoots their ship with some sort of like electrical rush, she calls it. And it yeah, yeah it immobilizes all of them. That's how the Lord captured the three brothers is mm-hmm. he did that to the little sister. So yeah, so you're instantly knocked out. Some sort of like special electrical mm-hmm. power they have. So Adaron awakens to Matthyrus chastising him for falling into a trap. But as soon as Adaron wakes up, his first thoughts are of Jade and going to see her. The girls are being held in a prison cell, but it's a nice one. Yes, it is. <laughs> he thinks it smells like flowers. It's like the mm-hmm. nicest prison and sell he's ever seen and he's a pirate so he's been in quite a few himself and he's already decided that he's keeping her mm-hmm. and he says to himself that she's stuck with the dumbest caffeine alien in the system he's always referring to himself as being stupid he's stupid but loyal is basically how he refers to himself he's and just says, so into jade nothing else matters yeah she's his in his mind Mm -hmm. So he's just not really interrogating them, but talking to them. They do eventually confess how they planned to rob them. So funny because Adderon votes that their punishment should be spanking. (laughs) Oh God, that is so funny. He's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Uh, He ends up taking Jade off separately from the other girls to try to talk to her more. And he uses some food to bribe her. He gives her food. He gives her some juice. Turns out this juice is something made from a fruit from the home world and it gets humans completely wasted. (laughs) So she ends up getting blitzed and confessing that the three of them or the four of them, I should say, were actually guarding the other humans on the ship and that there's Mm. 132 other stasis pods and humans on the ship. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Turns out it's not silks. It's a shit ton of humans. Yeah. That's not good. Right. So Adderon was getting Jade to confess. The other guys were dealing with the other women. Casper got basically nowhere with Alice. Helen cried the entire time she was with (laughs) Matthyrus. Yeah, she because she's so innocent, she doesn't. Oh, it's so sad. Poor Helen. Poor Helen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She spills what little knowledge she has. Yeah, she doesn't she obviously has no memories from before being woken up. So she's basically only 3 years old. Right. Yeah. So, and Adaron thinks to himself, I can't wait to see the look on the Lord's face when I tell him. When I tell him what's on that ship. He's not going to be happy. <laughs> no, he is not. <laughs> so they do get a little bit of information. This is where they find out that the other girls were abandoned by the people that kidnapped them. And that that happened three years ago. Mm-hmm. Jade 
ends up waking up and she's in Adiron's bed. She drank so much she ended up passing out, I guess. He informs her that they're no longer prisoners on the darkened eye, but rather guests. So he's like, I'll walk you around. I'll show you how things are. And she's very like leery of him. Sure. She's very scared. And she still thinks of him as an enemy. And he's willing to do anything to make her feel better. So he even hands her his weapon. He even shows her how to use it. And the Lord uh, Strike is like, could you not go shooting weapons? Or maybe it was his brother. It was like, could you stop shooting weapons in a pressurized ship? Like, I like to breathe. Yeah. And then his other brother tells him, well, because she's a human, that is a pretty heavy weapon. You should have given her a different kind. You should have given her blah, blah, blah. And Ruth, I guess, is the one that's getting, she's like, well, I want a weapon. The banter is just crazy in this book. And the Lord's like, you're not getting getting a weapon and Casper leans over to her and he says, I'll give you one later. This book's actually really funny and it does have a lot of good back and forth. Mm -hmm. And there's like, chapters and chapters of just banter and it mixed in the banter you get a little bit of backstory on everybody but Mm -hmm. you know mostly these two main characters all of them end up having a meeting about the buoyant star the girls say that they're fine that they're like okay like doing okay since they've basically been taken captive now guests of Lord Strayig. But Helen says she's not fine because she had asked Matthyrus to tongue kiss her, but he declined. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But then she says, but I did get some cake and oh my God, girls, it was delicious. It was delicious. That kind of made up for not getting kissed by Matthyrus. (laughs) Yeah. and, And it's also during this meeting that she finds out she's a clone. Oh, they say, is she a clone? And they say, no, she's a Quaraki? I don't know. Well, she is a clone. It says she is a clone of an old race that no longer exists. Helen is so freaked out. And, you know, they say, so Helen is someone's pleasure doll. And they tell, say, yes, unfortunately. The universe is not kind to humans, I'm afraid, or to her her species. And he tells her, he tells Jade, but it's okay because you have me now. I felt so bad for Helen because she didn't know that she was a clone. No. And when she, she finds out, she's like freaks out. She's like, is so. that a bad thing? Yeah. The girls are trying to figure out what their role is going to be now on the darkened eye. Mm-hmm. And they also are trying to decide if they are going to go with the guys at all to begin with yeah jade asks about being returned to earth adderon doesn't want to tell her but it turns out that earth isn't an option and this is a reference to like her other series that you've read right yeah it says there's not much earth left to go back to a few years ago the stupid earth people caused a temporal rift to open up in their planet's atmosphere and everything got all keft up keft is their version of fox yeah there's no earth to return to well there is an earth but when this is another reference to her other series it says Mm -hmm. uh there's a rumor that it has a few misplaced draconies running around burning everything and the draconies is are the dragons yeah so that's a reference to the dragon series so while this is happening the dragon's coming through the rift and taking over the earth is well, I've read all those books so sorry no it's okay I like how the the references are there but they're mm-hmm. subtle enough that like for me I haven't read that series but I know that that's what she's referring to but I'm not getting lost it's not so bogged down with references to other yeah. books that you're mm-hmm. confused I'm very glad that I read those series before I read this book because this book okay has heavy little cookies 
along the Mm -hmm. way, little tidbits of information that to me made it more interesting. I'm like, oh, this is from that, or this is a cross-reference to this. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. So the guys say basically Earth isn't an option, but they suggest something called Arista 3, which is a farming (laughs) planet. Yeah. And we know Arista 3 from the bad guy series. So the women say that they want to return to their ship for the night so they can kind of discuss things in private. Lord Strake only agrees if they bring someone with them. And it's absolutely no surprise to anyone when Adderon volunteers. Correct. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> so Jade ends up showing Adderon around the buoyant star. He lays on the charm super thick, and I feel like he's a puppy and three quarters of the way in love with her already. Ruth had said that she wants to spy on the other ship. The women tell her, absolutely not. There's no spying allowed. So she ends up saying, well, fine. If you're not going to let me spy, then I guess my vote is to stay here on the Buoyant Star. Helen votes that she wants to leave the Buoyant Star and join the Darkened Eye. Not surprising because Helen (laughs) knows that there's cake and there's also hot guys on that ship. Oh yeah, she's got a little crush happening already. Mm -hmm. Alice refuses to vote and says that she will do whatever Jade decides. And Jade does not cast her vote yet. The chapter ends before we find out what Jade's vote is. Mm -hmm. So now it's nighttime and Adderon can't sleep. He's too like amped up and excited over Jade and trying to figure out what her decision is going to be. So he takes basically a midnight stroll around the ship to try to like tire himself out, I guess. Correct. But while he's doing that, he runs into Lord Strayik in one of the hallways. And Lord Strayik is absolutely not supposed to be there. So what the hell is he doing? Well, what he's doing is he's freaking out over all the stasis pods and what to do. He's very overwhelmed. Yeah, this is a huge scandal. This is uh, trafficking in slaves is very much illegal. And he cannot believe that his family is doing this. So he doesn't know what to do because his family is going to be in big trouble if this gets out. And not just that, but he's like second guessing everything because he's like, I'm the black sheep of the family. I'm the one that got kicked out. But now it turns out my family was probably in on all this slave running. Like, is that how we got our money? Is this the family I'm trying to get back in with? Like, what is going... So he's like having a whole existential crisis, basically. Yeah, and he decides he's going to call his uncle. He he tells him, I'm going to call my uncle because my uncle will know what's going on and kind of ask him what is happening here. And his uncle is the one from the bad guy book, right? That has the human wife. Yeah. On Rista 3? Yes. Yeah, okay. So, so- we know that he would not have slaves right he thinks because his uncle is also kind of separated from the family that maybe the uncle kind of knows this bad information and that's why the uncle broke away from the family oh okay because i was confused i'm like why would he be involved when he is saving people i don't know let's see oh so while they're in the hallway talking Adderon makes a passing comment about how it would have been easier for him, Lord Strayik, if the ship was never found. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. So Adderon leaves him, Lord Strayik, in the hallway. And Lord Strayik's parting comments are, don't wake anybody up. I'll be gone before anyone wakes up. I promise. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, this should be a red flag, dude. But it's not, apparently. Well, he's kind of a, Adderon's a, an innocent. A big dope. Yes, he is. 
So Adiron wakes up the next day and finds his two brothers unconscious, <laughs> dumped in the hallway of the buoyant star. Yep, and with all their belongings. Uh-huh, so Lord Strake did like a dump and run, and now he's missing in action. Jade goes to wake up all the girls and tell them what happened, but lo and behold, Ruth is also missing in action <laughs> because she can't fucking listen. That right, don't tell her what to do. <laughs> So now, you know, she's got to be on Lord Strake's ship because now she's stuck there from her spy escapades. Yeah, and Jade is freaking out going, what's he going to do to her when he finds her? What's she going to do to him because she's the feisty fighting one? I actually am a little nervous for Lord Strake here. I'm not worried about Ruth (laughs) at all. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes, I agree. Now they're all stuck. They have extremely limited options, even more limited amounts of food they literally only have noodles on the ship so they're trying to figure out what to do now and adderon suggests that they use the escape pods that are there and split up right and they think that they should take one of the males and one of the females and couple them up you see a space escape pods to travel to the little sister ship thinks it'll take a couple weeks but the escapees can get to that ship, bring it back, and rescue them from the buoyant star. And all in all, it should take about a month. Right. Jade thinks it's a good plan, but she absolutely refuses to leave the stasis pods and tells the other two ladies to go. Yeah, she's crazy. It would have been all great. Let word. Let's go. Come on. We can always come back for these people. She is ridiculously protective of all the other stasis pods, but it kind of makes her a good match for Adiron because Adiron is incredibly loyal. Mm-hmm. He kind of touts that as his best ability. He's like, I'm not very smart, but I'm loyal. For him, I think her being so loyal is a good thing because they're kind of, I don't know, they're kind of the same in that respect. Yeah, but on top of everything else, the ship's older than dirt. The air filters are, he can tell they're failing. They're running out of food. It's just, to me, it's like, I don't know. There's a lot of cons and very few pros to staying here. Well, we know Adiron's pro. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just to be with Jade nonstop yes. for a month. Yeah, he doesn't care as long as he's with her. (laughs) The others do end up leaving. As soon as they're gone, Jade starts crying, but he kind of consoles her. She's pretty depressed that everyone's gone. She's obviously never been on this ship without the other girls. And now that ship's even more creepy. This huge, Mm -hmm. gigantic ship. Now it's the two of them. Yeah. So Jade is depressed. Adderon says the ship is boring as dirt. So he decides to try to cheer her up with a date night. Mm-hmm. He kind of makes like a dinner for her and he ends up laying every single card he has out on the table and just making it very clear that he wants to spend the next month with her. Right. He does not beat her on the bush at all. Yeah, she she tells him, you're pretty direct. He's like, well, why wouldn't I be? Oh, he's very direct. He is very direct. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah, he is. So for the date night, she ends up modifying her little slave girl costume into kind of a little maxi dress thing. Yeah. Because she wanted to dress up for date night. But then the thing that cracks me up is that Adderon also dresses up for date night. And he's got pants that are so tight that it shows everything off. And he's like, well, why wouldn't I show it off? Right. If you're packing that, (laughs) you'd be showing it off too. It's hilarious. (laughs) 
Yeah. So he wants to like wine and dine her. So he promised her music for date night. So he sings this ridiculous song Mm -hmm. and she's like listening to it, trying to enjoy it. But at the same time, she's like, this is horrible. Like it's hideous. Is he being serious? He ends up getting through the whole thing and then like laughing because he's like, no, it's a joke. Like that's, I was just trying to make you laugh. His goal is like to bed her and make her laugh. Yeah. And make her trust him and agree to be his mate. So then of course, dinner is new noodles of course that's literally the only thing they have but he's able to modify it somehow to make it taste like cheese pizza some <laughs> trick he learned when mm, his pizza. sister was little mm-hmm. i mean i'd go pretty bananas over cheese pizza in outer space i guess yeah i would too after living on noodles for three years yeah they have some pretty good discussions while they're on date night we get to learn a bit more about adderon's brothers uh, we also learn about Adderon's ex named Shalin. Oh, yeah. That's she, evil bitch. Yeah, she betrayed him, the brothers, and even injured him. Injured him? She stabbed, stabbed him. him. Yeah, yeah, multiple times and left him for dead. She didn't just injure him. She tried to kill him and then stole his ship. Yeah, she's not good. <laughs> right. <laughs> We all hate her. Some of Adderon's backstory is that he was in the military for a few years. Mm-hmm. And so he has a lot of reasons to be bitter and miserable, but he's really got that eternal optimism. He's always looking on the bright side and he just prefers to kind of look forward to things and not dwell on the bad things. And that leads a lot to his puppy tendencies. Yeah, he's a constant ray of sunshine. Which I think is kind of a good balance for her because Jade is always stressed out and anxious and worried over all the other girls and all the other pods. Yeah, and personally, he, she's I, very serious. Personally, I would find this annoying. Oh, yeah, I would hate this in real life. <laughs> There's absolutely no way that I would like oh my God, him as so a person. Funny. Yeah. <laughs> Me either. I'm like, this would not be the guy for me. He doesn't take anything seriously. Like, literally, his goal is to make her laugh 24-7, which is fine. I like humor. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you just need to be like, could you grow up and just be serious? And Right. I want a manly man. There are things about him I really like, but we're going to have to talk about those in part two. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, we will. Yeah, I I mean, I want to mix, I guess, is probably better. Yeah, this personality wouldn't mesh well with me Mm -hmm. in real life, but it works okay in this book, I guess. Yeah, it does. They basically end the date with a kiss, and Jade makes it clear that she is interested in more. Mm -hmm. because she's decided that she's going to enjoy the next month of their forced proximity and she's going to kind of relax a little bit now that she doesn't have the other girls to worry about that's how like chapter 39 ends is her kind of being like it's go time right (laughs) yeah seize the moment carpe diem so that's how part one's gonna end okay for us all right how'd we do did we go fast Oh, no. I muted myself. I'm an idiot. I know. I'm like, good God. (laughs) Well, I've done that multiple times. When you said, oh, mute your thing if they're barking, I thought, well, great. I can mute myself, but it doesn't mean I'm going to come back on. I may be muted for the whole thing. Yeah. So I was saying that I think we did okay on time, but at Mm -hmm. the same time, we had to end the call at one point and start a new call because we were having some issues. So now we're always having issues. Why do we always have issues? I don't know. Probably because the internet sucks. I don't know. 
I'm, oh, all right. I'm just assuming because we do everything through the computer, the phone call, everything that I'm just going to blame the internet. Okay, that's fine. As long, <laughs> not, as long as you're not blaming me and holding me accountable, I'm fine with that. Oh, no, it's definitely like the internet. I think we did okay on time. Do you want to tell me what you're reading right now if it's something different? Uh, no, actually, I'm I'm finished the, the midwife and the orc book. I finished that. It was good. I liked it. Um, and I'm just reading this book because it is so long and there are so many chapters that I'm afraid I'm going to fall behind. Okay. So, cause you only read up to what we were doing for part one. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Okay. And then yesterday I just was, you know, between the rock hammering and the bass booming and then the issue with my freaking, you know what I realized today about that stupid, I, so I finally, for anybody that's been listening to us, you've heard me complain that I've been waiting since February for them to get my vent for my range mm-hmm. and it, and install it. Of course they come, they finally install it. And they did not bring the ducting. So they have to come back today. I'm like, what moron does not bring the ducting to put the vent in? Well, yeah, I don't think, I don't know. That's always something with them. Like there's no excuses at this point. It's just, they're stupid. Yeah. So this morning I, I'm happy because the vent is in, it actually works. The light works. I could leave the light on as a nightlight last night. Um, but this morning I was wiping the range down and I realized they did not remove all of, you know, how they put that plastic sticky wrap around stainless steel so it doesn't get scratched. Okay. Yeah. Well, they didn't take it all the way off around the vent okay so now i'm like are you kidding me now do i have to worry about this plastic while i'm cooking yeah that's weird i can't take it i just do they have to take that thing down to install the venting no because every it's in it's drilled in so now they just have to attach the the piping the duct work to the out of the house the vent system and to the vent itself and then put the yeah I just want them to get out. Mm, yeah, I would just ask them, I guess, when they show up. Not that they're smart and would know the answer. But <laughs> yeah, and the fact that we had this argument back and forth for I don't know how long about how I did not want to stick my hand up in the vent cabinet seven inches to work the vent. And then they put the vent in yesterday and they go, oh, wow, there's a remote control for the vent. I'm like, are you I- effing kidding me? They don't know what they sell at all. No, no, it's they shocking. don't. It is shocking. They're the experts and they know absolutely nothing. Do okay, not so recommend day. negative yeah. five stars. Yeah. So, <laughs> and I can't do what I want to do around the house because I have to sit there and I have to make sure they're not ruining everything and they're not, you know, doing anything they shouldn't be. It's just, I hate it. It's not just a waste of a day, but at this point it's been awake a waste of like weeks because you've had them out there so many times to deal with it. It's been a waste since February, considering I had the correct vent to begin with. They told me it was wrong. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. They sold it to me. They told me it was the wrong vent. They sent it back and got me another vent only to find out, oh, this is the wrong vent. The first one is the correct vent. So it's just been, I've never seen a job go this badly. I seriously, the last house, I built basically an entire house, replaced a whole roof, did an addition, and it took less time to do all of that than to just get this done. Sounds about right. Yeah. So anyway, 
What are you hmm. going to do today? Um, well, I'm just going to do random stuff today and get this episode ready to go. So, okay. I'm I'm just enjoying my day. I'm just going to relax. I did a lot of shit over the weekend, so I'm good. Yeah, you did. Okay. <laughs> Just going to hang in. I'm reading a random book that I've had downloaded since it came out like three months ago. And that's on my list of shit that I want to read before I start the next podcast book. The book that I'm going to try to read today or the next couple days is called Of Heists and Hexes by S.L. Prater. Are you saying that you finished this book already? I did, yes. Oh, God. All right. Well, I finished it. I finished it like yesterday or like barely. And I didn't even do my notes for part one until today. So I am not. All right. And I'm only reading one book at a time, whereas you're reading like several books at a time. Mm -hmm. So it's not like I'm ahead of you by a lot. I'm like, I'm behind you, actually, I would think, (laughs) even though I finished (laughs) this book. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. I don't know. I think if I didn't paint and I didn't embroider and I didn't garden and I didn't deal with this remodel crap, I too would be done with this book and the dogs, the dogs are killing me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I've been, I have not been reading very much lately, probably cause it's summertime and I'm just like busy with work and doing stuff with the girls while they're on summer break. But then also I'm like really enjoying actually an audio book that I'm listening to. So this is, part of the problem with me listening to audiobooks is when I'm listening to audiobooks, I find things to do around the house. So I yeah. can do those things while I listen to the audiobook. And so then that's just even more shit to take away from me reading an actual like podcast book. Oh, but that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. At least you're, you know, getting things done. Yeah, I'll like do the dishes or I've been doing that gem art again lately. So that's I like love, perfect. I love how you- you bought that for your 10 year old and you're the one that's doing it more than her. It's so funny. <laughs> it's perfect. She's actually been doing a paint by number. That's like really big paint by number. She loves it. She'll oh, like, no kidding. She'll sit at the kitchen table and she'll either play music on the Alexa or she will put the little iPad and she'll watch a show while she's doing a paint by number. Oh, that's funny. She's being me because that's exactly yes. what I do. I yeah. listen to a podcast <laughs> and I paint. What'd you think of my cat painting i'm started that was cool but it it really does look like one of those scratch art things so does that mean you're painting all those little lines yes the fur yeah oh my god i'm nerve i'm always nervous when i paint something because i don't know if it's gonna come out but i found this pattern in a decorative painting magazine i have and the eyes on this cat are just amazing so you know that's how i pick out what I'm going to do. I'm like, oh, if I can paint that, I'll really feel like I'm I'm good at painting. And then I do it. And then I'm like, oh, I'm no good at painting. <laughs> you know, I, it's awful. But yeah, I'm doing all that fur line by line. Oh, my God. It's a lot. Yeah. You're thinking it's a scratch thing because it's on a black background. It's not black, really. It's a dark, dark gray. But mm-hmm. that's That's why you think it. Well, and I was literally just looking at those things at the art store when she picked out that paint by number. That was another, like, they have a bunch of those there. And we were looking at those because I was trying to convince her to get one. And Claire doesn't paint anymore? No, not really. Wow. Wow. Yeah, send me a picture of what Amelia's doing. I want to see it. Okay, yeah. She's doing that. I'm doing my little gem art thing. So we're just... You know, we're just doing some like it's hot as AF outside kind of indoor activities and relaxing sometimes. This whole week's going to be like that. I'm dreading it because we're really not into the the ultimate summer here. 
Well, fire season's not till October, so we got a ways to go. Why do you think I was looking at that boathouse? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. Poor Rachel. How do you deal with your mother? I don't know. Maybe I should help you pack for Canada. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to also have to help me apply for a passport because I don't have one. I think you I need don't go more anywhere. than a passport if you're trying to move to another country. You probably need a visa or something. I don't know what Canadian laws are. Oh, Just I don't either. Cross the border and talk to a horse mounted. Mm, That's such yeah. a stereotype, but. <laughs> Canadian Mountie. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I can do that. It's like literally the only thing I know about Canada. <laughs> oh, and there's lots of snow. Let me show what an ignorant American I am right now. Just to be one stereotype about Canada that I know. That and <laughs> in South Park. Did you ever watch South Park? Probably not. Well, it was on because of you in the background when you were younger, still living with me. So the Canadians in South Park always had those heads that detached and they like yeah. bobbed. <laughs> yes. Oh, you're, you're terrible. That's all I think about when I think it can't. It's horrible, I know, but... Well, no. Drew and what's his twin brother, Jonathan, mm -hmm. are from Canada. I know they are. Canada's mm. actually pretty expensive. Parts of it, I mean, surprisingly. Yeah, and it's a surprising amount of people. Well, it's not surprising, I guess. They can't get into the U.S. right away when they're trying to immigrate. So they go into Canada mm -hmm. and then they immigrate from Canada into the United States. I worked with several people that did that or used yeah. to. Mm -hmm. I mean, that makes sense. Okay. That's why there's so many Chinese people in uh, Mexico near Tijuana. Well, the people that were coming in from Canada were Chinese. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess on that note, it's super random tangent to end the yeah. show with. But <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's how we roll. So part two, we're just going to pick up on chapter 40, I guess, and go from there. Yeah. Hopefully I'll finish this book in the next couple of days because I was going to start, I was going to go back to the Rebecca Hoffer book I was reading and I thought no oh, I need to focus on this book yes you need to finish this book All eventually right. at some point <laughs> okay I will don't worry okay all right honey all have right a, have a good day and don't forget to send me the picture of Amelia's painting oh yeah I will okay show her my cat I will okay babe all right bye bye thank you for listening to the bonded books podcast you can rate and review us on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Our email is bondedbookspodcast at gmail.com and check the show notes for a link to all of our social media. Mm -hmm.